Hey friends, welcome to the Kids Ministry Circle podcast. Kids Ministry Circle is a community for kids ministry leaders to be encouraged and equipped to love and serve the local church. I'm your host, Lauren Jackson, and today's episode is all about preteens. I knew I wanted to have our guest, Andrea, on the podcast ever since I learned about her preteen extreme event. I knew right from our first conversation that Andrea has a huge heart for the preteen age group, and I love how she prioritized this age group right from the beginning, even as a small church plant. She shares so many practical ways to invest in the preteen age group, from small things to big things. And don't forget to check out the show notes for the resources she mentions throughout the episode. But before we jump into our conversation with Andrea, I would love to invite you to help our podcast continue to grow. One way to do that is to rate and review our podcast over on Apple Podcasts. Your rating and reviews help other ministry leaders find our podcast and hopefully be encouraged and more equipped as they listen. So you can head over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review the show today. Now on to my conversation with Andrea. Andrea, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Lauren. Thanks for having me. No problem. I'm so excited that you're here. Why don't you start off the episode by telling us a little bit about you? How did you get started in kids ministry and where are you serving now? Sure. Um, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. I have been here now for like 30 some years doing ministry. (laughs) Actually started out at a church plant and I've been at three church plants and I was at each one for about eight years. And right now I'm in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio at Rivers Crossing Church. And I've been here for 15 years. I have uh, my family has been along for the ride all along, but I have two adult children and a husband who works in education been having a fun time. I direct the children's ministry here. That's sixth grade and under, and I have seven people that serve underneath me. So it's awesome. awesome. I actually, you know, I, I was on the ground floor from when we first started, but now I've been, you know, raising them up to do all the work. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. How did you end up in kids ministry? What was that process like? Did you feel called as a child? Like walk us through kind of how you entered into this crazy chaotic world of kids ministry. Sure. I actually went to school for music. I had a music composition degree, graduated from college. Uh, my husband went to grad school and I'm sitting there like, okay, so what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And literally, I mean, this was years ago. I remember looking through like the newspaper for jobs and there was this job for this children's worship person. And I really did feel like God like circled that and said, you're going to do that for the rest of your life. (laughs) And so I worked at this small church doing like literally handbell choir, like musicals and that kind of thing. We moved back to Cincinnati, which is where my husband's from. And then um, that's what I did. I looked for a church job. I'm like, well, God told me to do that. So I better go find one. So I actually did um, worship at my first church. The second church I was at, I did children's worship. And then, you know, God called me to children's ministry. Actually, I went in kicking and screaming. I never (laughs) wanted to be in children's ministry. I was like, no, that's not what I do. But I mean, really, Mm -hmm. I feel like the thing that God's equipped me to do is to build teams. You can do that in any type of ministry. So I guess that's how I ended up here. Yep. That's awesome. Building teams is so essential, no matter where you are in ministry or really out of ministry. Building teams and creating a good culture is key 
to anything. So I'm so glad that you're in kids ministry. So many people can relate to jumping into kids ministry, kicking and screaming, and then coming out of it and being like, oh, this is actually really fun. I do enjoy this. So right. that's great. I always love to hear stories of people just walking in obedience and then being surprised by God and how he works. So that's awesome. So one of the reasons why I had to have you on the Kids Ministry Circle podcast is not only are you co-workers of some dear friends of mine who have known me since my preteen uh, years, but you run an incredible event called Preteen Extreme. And I did some digging. I looked on your social media pages and I was like, this looks incredible. And so I was like, I have to talk to her. I was like, I have to connect with Andrea. I have to talk to her. And so kind of starting from the ground, uh, I know preteen age group is a passion of yours. Why? What's the, why preteen ministry? Why do you feel like it's important? Why should the church focus on this age group? And kind of tell me a little bit about your passion behind this age group. Sure. Um, Actually, when I was in college, I worked at a YMCA day camp every summer. And during the summer, I would always hang out with that age group, like third, fourth, fifth grade, um, were the kids that I was assigned to. And I think there are a few reasons why I like them. First of all, um, they are a little more self-sufficient, like they tie their shoes, they go to the bathroom, (laughs) but they're also not taller than me yet, which is really nice. Um, but you know what I think is really exciting about them is they have so much energy and passion, especially for like serving and wanting to help others. And so I think that's super cool. They're just starting to find their identity and they're really smart. I mean, you know, they have that show, you know, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Most of the time we're not. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, that's the mostly why I like them. Yeah. So before we get into your preteen extreme event, I would love for you to talk about what does preteen ministry look like for you and your team at Rivers Crossing? Yeah, of course. Um, I actually, I'll share just a minute about when we first started out. Yes, please. The very first thing that I did when I started this job, and that was 15 years ago, we were a church plan at that time. You know, we had what, like 30 kids, I think. Um, And I came in and I saw the experience. It was kindergarten through sixth grade. And the kids in the back were, they just didn't engage in what was happening. Mm -hmm. And I, I just felt like they needed their own experience. And I even felt like I could do the exact same thing in another room and they would be so much happier because they Mm. felt like all those young kids, like this is too young for me. Yeah, But it wasn't. They just needed their own space. So we literally had this classroom right off of our auditorium. We took them in for the worship because, you know, at that point, you know, with 30 kids, we weren't equipped at all <laughs> to provide yeah. our own worship at that time. So we actually took them in our main auditorium for worship, brought them back in this room. We had these, you know, really fancy butterfly chairs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we did, I can't remember even what the curriculum was that we used, but it was like a video driven. Mm-hmm. curriculum. I think I was getting it for free and we would do that. And then we'd have small group questions and they would talk and maybe have a game. And it was super simple, but they were so much more engaged than when they yeah. were in the big group in the room with the kindergartners. So um, that's what we've always done. You know, we moved on, we've grown, we're in a bigger building. Um, but um, what it looks like for us is we try to graduate, you know, each age group 
um, to have it to be a little bit different. So when preteens enter our space, they actually have hangout time, which we don't have in any of our other environments. Like right. in other environments, they go straight to their small group. But in there, like we have a gaga pit in our room. Uh, we usually plan a, a monthly theme. So activities around that for them to hang out. But then we have this connect more time. So it's just like five minutes that they connect together with their small group. They find their group. There's a question that they will ask. And then we have our worship time when our room is a pretty big room, but we actually still have the worship time in that room. We have, um, you know, different communicators and hosts and worship leaders and things that lead that. And then from there, like we have a lot of furnishings, like couches and tables and things that they can hang out in their group. And they're going to go back after worship and dive in a little bit deeper to those questions mm-hmm. and have more conversation and build relationships. So that's what it looks like on Sunday. That's awesome. Do you use a separate curriculum for your preteens or do you use the same curriculum that you use across the rest of your kids' ministry? Yeah, well, we use the orange curriculum. And so we use the... Uh, preteen version of that. Okay. Awesome. That's great. Okay. So now to the good part, talk to us about preteen extreme. You've got this great preteen ministry that happens on Sunday mornings. What does preteen extreme look like? Yeah. um, So years ago, we connected with a bunch of other churches to have what we called at the time preteen retreat. And so we used to go um, to this campsite and have all these churches connecting and we'd meet like all year to plan this camp. And it was basically like going to church multiple times over and over, mm-hmm. large group, small, large group, small group. And then, you know, over time that kind of phased out and we really wanted to do something on our own and we created preteen extreme. And when we did that, the decision was we want this to be so much different than what they do on Sunday. We don't want mm-hmm. it to be a big large group worship and then break down into small group. We just want them to be outside and have fun playing. We have this really great camp that they go to. And so um, we have an opportunity for our kids, you know, to go canoeing and to do archery and to the obstacle courses and hikes and all of that. So, I mean, we do gather at the very beginning and we do like a very mini, mini <laughs> version, but it's like outside. There's no like, big speakers, stage Mm -hmm. produced or anything like that, but they get into color groups. And so they do have a small group leader and they have their color and all day they're going to hang out together and go through these um, different experiences. And so um, we just try to make sure that each one it's called extreme because we want it to just to be extreme fun for them. And it's all about relationships through those things they are doing. And I mean, we have tons and tons of kids that come every single year. So it's working. But the thing that's really cool is that, you know, we only see kids for an hour on Sunday. And this is just a one day thing. We spend the whole day with them. They come at nine. They're here until seven o'clock. We're all exhausted. But (laughs) it's like 10 weeks of Sundays in that one day. Mm, Yeah. they get to know their friends so much better and their leaders get to know them. We really try to make sure that the group leader of that you know, age group is the same one that's going to be seeing them on Sundays as well. Mm. Um, so we actually like we bring in our own food. Um, so we can do all kind of fun themed things with that. But we also like at the end of the night, we 
have this game, um, capture the Holy Spirit, which we actually took from that way back, you know, preteen retreat at the time, mm-hmm. um, so that all the kids are basically running to try to get to the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, then they're helping their friends get there. And there are these, you know, people in the woods hitting them with the flower sack, trying to keep them from getting there. And then yeah, um, just really tying that in at the end of the day of like, hey, you can help you. It's it's all about like helping their friends get to the cross, yeah. them making a decision um, to follow Jesus and the, that kind of thing. And so it's a super fun day, tiring, yeah. but it's tiring. It's <laughs> yep, that's awesome. So I should have asked this question at the top, but what grades are included in your preteen ministry? Sure. For us right now, we have fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Okay. Um, our school is grouped fifth and sixth. And so oh, okay. it could just be fifth and sixth, but the curriculum is really fourth and fifth. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we kind of move them all together, but I think our schools will be changing soon and we will just be fourth and fifth um, over okay. time. Over time. Like in the, that, but they've talked about that for a long time. So yeah, um, I know. You know, we're just trying to keep them together in the same way they are at school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So for the listener who is, like, so they love this idea. They love the idea of having a preteen ministry. What would you recommend is like a natural first step? Like if they don't have, I'm thinking of the leader who doesn't have an extra classroom, who doesn't have the space or the volunteers or the kids, the number of kids to really have this extensive preteen ministry. What would be just a good starting place to say, Hey, I know this is important for the spiritual development and just the life of kids as they get into the upper elementary years. But how do you begin to make a space for these kids? Yeah. So like I said, when we first started way back then, I mean, I think I had six kids and I just had to find one leader, one person Mm -hmm. that wanted to hang out with them. And so even if you do just have one space, I mean, making a space in the corner for them, even like If you have just a small amount of budget to get them, you know, some kind of furnishing that looks different. Yeah. Whatever. Anything different. Special, like just to make them feel like, oh, yeah, I'm the big kid. This is, you know, this is the cool thing I get to do now that I'm this age. Um, So I think that would be the first thing is just even if you're all in the same room separating. But then the other thing that we didn't talk about is. Um, you know, our preteens are so excited about serving. Mm-hmm. And so I would find um, even a way, even if they are, if, even if you only have a couple of them, how can you involve them then in the experience? Even if it's, you know, you have someone leading the worship, well, maybe the preteens get to help with that, or maybe they get to be a part of the story. But you don't, you have to be that age to be, you know, doing those things or even giving them a buddy to one of the younger kids or, you know, those kind of things, I would find ways to involve them and let them serve. So now they feel empowered and more excited to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some great first steps. I love that idea about just what is one thing that you can make different, that you can make cool. Cause I feel like at this age group, you can kind of make anything cool, but to just give them like a corn, like if you have one big large group and everyone goes into small groups in that large space, what if you put beanbags in their large in their small group space for just those like older upper elementary? And it's just like a one little shift could change the perspective of 
these kids walking into church on Sunday. Like those, the small things that as leaders, we often don't think, well, that's not really a big deal. (laughs) But to those kids, it is a big deal. It is exciting to them. And it's like, oh, I get to go to church and I get to sit in the beanbags. That's the cool thing. And so I love that idea of like, it doesn't need to be an entirely new space. Maybe you can't even get them into their own room, but just what's one way that you can make it look different. I mean, even like down to getting them different colored name tags, like something that's so small that for them makes such a big impact. I think that's so smart. Even way back then when we, you know, like I said, when we were just starting out, um, we started this thing. It was called KC Squad because our preschool was called Kids Creek. That's what the KC mm-hmm. was for. But it gave those kids that were interested in like music and drama and that they, we made a little team out of them and they would we would invite the preschoolers and their parents to come in. And th- so those kids would rehearse, you know, just like during the week once during the week. And then on the beginning of the month on that Sunday, we would invite those parents and their preschoolers to come in for this little performance, which was equipping the parents with what the preschoolers were learning, but giving those preteens an opportunity to serve as well. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, they love to serve. Right now we have, um, I think there are three or four kids at our, our, we have three services and at our noon service, they, you know, there's some staff kids and kids that have been around, they stay for a couple of services, but they're actually helping in our disability ministry. Mm-hmm. So they go down and they become a buddy to like a couple preschoolers that really need some extra help. And so, and they just beg every week, can I help? Can I help? Can I help? So yep. even just finding something like that for them, I think is awesome. Yeah. Giving them a little bit of ownership and And just reiterating of like, hey, this church is just as much yours as it is mine. And just because you are not in adult worship doesn't mean that you're not a part of the church family and you can't use your gifts. And so I think that's really sweet. Um, How do you equip the parents for like, obviously you have this really great preteen ministry that's happening on Sunday morning. What does that look like to still champion the parent at this age group? And continue to equip parents to be that primary spiritual voice, even as they get up into this upper elementary preteen age group. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we actually just started. So we have a Facebook group for our parents. And on that, we actually just started a chat. And it was, um, I have a preteen coordinator. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. blessed. She. <laughs> amazing and does great things for preteens, but she's leading a chat around one of the books that we had about anxiety and um, that kind of thing. And so Mm -hmm. um, she'll just post, you know, kind of a starter type discussion. And we were shocked, like the very first day we started this chat, like 50 people jumped on the chat. We didn't even know if one person would join because we feel like sometimes, you know, the Facebook group can be a little slow or not have a lot of action. And we were like, wow. And they were all talking and you know, engaging with each other and, Hey, this is going on. How can I do, what should I do for this? And what do you, do you have suggestions? And we're like, this is amazing. And so awesome. uh, the goal is like, she was kind of posting something from, I can, I cannot remember right now, which book she's doing. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. Um, That's okay. But she's been posting something each time. And then like once or twice a week, and then they'll engage in the goal is at the end of the time that there'll be an actual live meetup. Okay. Or, you know, everyone can kind of talk live and she's still working on that. So we haven't tried that yet. We don't know if they'll yeah. actually come and but we feel like if we can equip parents 
you know, that are going through some of the same things, mm-hmm. have conversations that that's helpful. Now, um, a couple other things we do. So we had talked about preteen extreme. We do always make sure that like at the end of that night. So we've done a lot of different things. Like sometimes we'll like before the parents pick up their kids, we'll like gather them all together, explain, hey, this is what happened today. Give mm-hmm. them maybe a card like with some questions and things because you know how it is. They're going to yeah. ask, like, how was it? Oh, it was fun. It was great. It was cool. <laughs> Whatever. They might not get all the information. So we try to give them some questions to help engage. Um, we also connect with them pre-camp, you know, to give them what's going on and then post-camp mm-hmm. to say like, hey, talk to your kid about these things. Yeah. So we try to do that. Um, ministry-wide, we do what we just call right now, we're calling them challenges. So we've been doing more of a family challenge. So um, that's really ministry-wide, like whether you have a baby in the nursery, preschool, elementary, or preteen. So mm-hmm. depending on, you know, what um, conversations we're having as a church, then we'll provide a challenge. So as an example, we had, you know, that we have a 21-day fast at the beginning of our, every year. So this year we did like this fasting chart and it, we do um, 21 days of prayer too. So it was just a chart that has 21 different little boxes but they were scratch off so every single day oh that's cool they they just got to scratch off what the prayer was for that day and super simple that's so that's who doesn't love a scratch off card (laughs) (laughs) right that's awesome i love i love that piece of the facebook thing i'm like so sure i mean i'm just as shocked as you are like i feel like most people are trying to get off facebook but when you provide a space for people to be in community with one another and I feel like you kind of hit a nerve. You're like, oh, this is something mm-hmm. that these parents want to be talking about and want to be participating in. And like, I'm so excited. We may have to have you back because we may have to yeah. see how this turns out. Like in a couple months, right. are you still doing it? What does it look like? Um, you can talk I to think that's Yeah. I'm like, I think that's so great to just find a way to continue to equip these parents. As I mean, you know, as the preteen world, I feel like is changing so fast. and there's different vocabulary being used and different things being taught in schools and different things that things are changing with technology. And as ministry leaders, it's hard to keep up, but even as parents, just as hard to keep up with what's happening and what your kids are learning. And, and so I think just small ways that you can say, Hey, the church is supporting you and equipping you and trying to have some dialogue around anxiety or technology or Yes. Balancing sports and church and like all the different conversations that could be happening. So I'm like so eager to see what happens <laughs> next with your like preteen parents. Yeah, we actually, I mean, we discussed a long time about having a live event. We really wanted mm-hmm. to have people together and we just know that they're not going to prioritize just coming. We, I mean, we did a survey after we did like a big family event and they're like, we want more family events, but we're not going to come to anything that's just for me. That's what the parents told us when we asked oh, them. Interesting. Yeah. So we're like, well, we'll just try this online version and see what happens. And so, we, yeah, we were, we've been surprised as well. We definitely are planning to do the technology one as the next one. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. So I'd love to ask this question. What do you think you have learned about God from running and serving in a preteen ministry? Hmm. 
I mean, I can think of a lot of things I've learned about God and being in ministry. I don't know if there's anything I can think of specifically with preteen, except that, you know, I think I've said this a couple of times, but just Mm -hmm. he's created them to serve and to help. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I mean, that's just obvious to me from all the years that I've been with them. And some of the kids that I had doing like the worship and the drama, like, Almost all of them that started that in preteen continue and mm. go all the way until they graduate. Almost all of them, hardly any of them stop serving because they learned or they were just so excited at that point. And then they carry it on. So then they become like our best worship leaders, our yeah. best storytellers, small group leaders, all of those things. So I think just... um you know, I guess it's more what God showed me about preteens than what preteens showed me about God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes I feel like people, I mean, I feel like I thought this early in my own ministry career of like preteens just hard and you can't, they're intimidating and they're scary to talk to. And I'm probably not as funny as I think I am. Like all of these <laughs> things that can keep you from really engaging in the preteens. But if, if you stop and kind of just sit with them and just chat, with them you're like oh you're kind of cool and like oh like you're pretty funny and you're learning so much about god that is so fascinating and you find the weirdest things funny and <laughs> like it's just like all of those silly things about mm-hmm. that preteen age group that you can say like oh yeah god did create you in an incredible way for an incredible purpose and as ministry leaders, we just get to watch and watch them grow. And, and a lot of times preteen ministry is where kids come to know Jesus for the first time. And that is incredible. And so I just love the, I have learned to love the preteen age group because it's such a big transition in their just development, both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And I just love how you guys have captured that and have have really put a stake in the ground and say, Hey, no, we value this age group and we're going to create things just for them. And I think even just your idea about, you know, just start from the beginning. Like we've had this as a priority since the beginning of this church and, and it doesn't have to be super big and flashy. It just, I feel like your story is a really great example of what it looks like to just focus on relationships and keep relationships at the core and say, Hey, we're not going to draw these preteens in with all the flashy stuff at the beginning. We're just going to create a space for them to be in relationships with adults, but also be in relationships with one another and just build friendships. And I think that is really sweet. Speaking of friendships, they do like to bring their friends a lot. Mm -hmm. So that's another fun thing. I mean, we've done that quite a bit, you know, host a specific event and ask them to invite their friends. Even preteen extreme is one of those places we say, bring your friend. And then all of a sudden now that friend's coming on Sunday. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so great. Well, the last question we always ask is if you were talking to someone brand new to kids ministry, what would be your words of encouragement or advice? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is um, you don't have to do this on your own. So, um, there's a lot of people that are going to help you. The first one is God. I mean, he's the one that you need to be asking, like, what should I do? <laughs> and he's mm-hmm. going to yeah. you know, direct your steps. Um, 
you should be connecting with your pastor because you want to be in line and, you know, have kind of that same vision that your church has in your children's ministry that you have for the church. But also um, you can equip people to do the smallest things. So, you know, there are certain things that as that new person, you feel like I'm the only person I should do it all. But the biggest encouragement I can give is find other people. Even I literally my first year had a person who was my shopper. She just went to Walmart every single week for me and brought the stuff to me. Because I was the small group leader. I was the worship leader. Yeah, I was all those people. Um, And so just trying to find even the smallest thing that you can give to someone else so that they can feel a part of it. And you can start building a team around you. Mm -hmm. Really, um, that you need that encouragement from the other people. And then also just to find other ministry leaders in your area that you want to connect with. Um, that might be just a little bit ahead of you or a lot of ahead of you to ask questions to. Um, people love to share what they know. So feel free yep. to reach out to them. They're not going to turn you away and they'll be thrilled that you made that connection. So basically just don't do it on your own. Don't do it alone. Find some people to help you. Yeah. That's awesome. And I will say, uh, before we started recording, Andrea was telling me that there is a group in Cincinnati that is meeting together. So if people want to connect with you, learn more about your preteen extreme, follow along on social media, where's the best place that people can go to connect with you, Andrea? Probably just through email. They can email Mm -hmm. email me at my church address. It's a gosley, which is a G O S L E E at riverscrossing.com. Great. And we'll put that in the show notes. And then if you think about that anxiety book that your preteen parents are going through, uh, we'll try and add that in the show notes too, so that people can find it and recommend it to their parents. And um, I cannot wait. Now I follow you on Instagram. And so I can't wait to see pictures from your preteen extreme. When does it happen? Does it happen in June? In summer and June. Okay. June 17th. So many more questions. Is this the last event that technically your sixth graders can go to before they go into junior high? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. We've uh, done a lot of different things between like keeping them, moving them up, but jumping right into like the junior high, high school camp and everything is a big step. So we really celebrate them at this event. Then we just, we have kind of like a six week transition where they're just going to hang out a little bit with the junior high before they head on up um, in August. Yay. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to watch and cheer you on from uh, afar. So thanks, Andrea, so much for being on the podcast. We loved having you. Thank you too. Have a great day. Friends, didn't you just love Andrea and her big passion for preteens? I loved the tips and tricks she gave on how they create a separate space for preteens, how they partner with parents. And so I hope this conversation was encouraging to you and helpful as you think about your own preteen age group and how you can make church fun and exciting and inviting and welcoming for them as they kind of live in this limbo of kids to adolescents. Her preteen extreme event sounds so incredible. I wish I could come and be a part of it. If you have questions on how to connect with Andrea, how to follow along to see all of her fun events, I would head to the show notes to find everything you need. If you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow Kids Ministry Circle over on Instagram and Facebook at Kids Ministry Circle. 
Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.